This podcast was brought to you by Channel Factory, who ensure that all your advertising appears in the most brand safe and brand suitable environments across all your YouTube campaigns. Hello and welcome to the Blooming North podcast. I'm Rachel, Vice President of Bloom North 2023, and I'm personally so excited about this podcast. It's a brand new forum of communication and engagement. Each month, we'll be inspiring you, empowering you, and guiding you towards a more fulfilling life, both personally and professionally. We'll be giving you more access to the amazing speakers from our Bloom North panel events and workshops, and a chance to get your questions answered. The focus of this week's episode is positive mindset and manifestation, which was the theme of our first Bloom North panel event of the year. She believed she could, so she did. One of the most impactful things I took from that event is that positive thinking and manifestation can have instant results. Small changes today can make tomorrow just that little bit better. This week, we're thrilled to have two fantastic guests join us. We have the wonderful Victoria Jackson from the Manifestation Collective and the lovely Alex Serta, founder of The Social Way, who are going to help us delve into positivity and manifestation in a little more detail. We've also had loads of questions off the back of our panel event, so we'll get through as many of these as we can. So we're delighted to have you both join us for our very first episode of The Blooming North. Um, it'd be great if we could just start with a bit of background on you both and how manifestation and positivity formed a part of your lives. So, Victoria, let's start with you. Uh, I listened to your podcast recently, actually, where you said the universe is a she because anything that powerful must be a woman. And I thought you'd fit right in here with us at Bloom North. <laughs> You've got a really interesting story, Victoria. So can you just tell us a bit about your experiences of manifestation and how you went from a corporate career to founding the Manifestation Collective? Yes, absolutely. So I obviously am the founder of the Manifestation Collective. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, and that is kind of a hub of everything kind of manifestation mindset. And I am a certified mindset coach. I'm an EFT practitioner. I've got my own podcast, but then I'm also the author of the book Manifesting for Beginners. So it really is, we try to kind of showcase manifestation in a really easy, digestible way, because I think what happens is it can sometimes feel really, what am I going to, how can I explain this? Like a little bit out of touch, a little bit woo woo. And you know, if people are not spiritual, they kind of just bypass manifestation as honestly, just a bit of rubbish and I wanted to create something that fell really attainable for everybody um so I used to work I worked in publishing for like 10 years I was the editor of a, a men's fashion magazine for for a decade and on Instagram it looked like you know the perfect job and I'd, I'd worked so hard to get up that ladder to get to that point and I was so unhappy I was really stressed I was you know, living out of a suitcase, traveling all over the world. And when you post things on Instagram and, you know, like I'd, I'd met King Charles and I'd been invited to meet the, the prime minister at the time and people thought that I was living this really glamorous life on Instagram. And I just remember driving to work on the M62, just crying and, and just being so stressed. And I was just thinking, is this it? Like, is this life now? And I discovered a book called The Secret, and I had a few issues with it. It was, you know, it was it was something that introduced me to the law of attraction, but I did have some some bugbears with it, let's say. And anyway, I just kind of dived into manifestation to learn a little bit more about it. And I just decided to kind of change the way that I was thinking. And that was in 2015. 
and now we're, what, 2023, and here I am running my own company all about manifestation, which it seems like I've lived two different lives. So it, it's from like pre-manifestation and then post-manifestation. So yeah, it's it's crazy to think, but, and that's where, where we're at now. That's super interesting. And I loved the fact that you, you you talked about The Secret. I've read that book as well. And like you, I had to go back and read it again because it, it's not, it doesn't really, if, if you don't speak that language and you're not in that world, it is quite hard to understand to begin with, isn't it, as a concept. But what I love about your approach is how much you simplify it and actually make it, like you say, attainable to to those that, that might not understand manifesta- manifestation as a concept. Um, but yeah, I think that's such an interesting story. Um Alex, you launched your own business, The Social Way, back in 2018. Um, Prior to that, I believe you were in media agency land. Um, I was. um, Can you speak to us about how manifestation became so important to you? What was that pivotal moment? For me, the pivotal moment was actually when my daughter was going through massive surgery. And that was three years ago and middle of the COVID and it was really, really scary. It was eight hour surgery. And when you have to hand in your kid to someone and the outcome is very much unknown and lots can happen, etc. You have to sign all sorts of different papers. You go to two choices. You can either resist it or you can trust in it. And I decided to just trust in whatever is meant to happen will happen. Um, and went to this mode of acceptance and, and I can't really explain it properly, but it is as if I became one with that decision, everything in my body vibrationally. And I just knew everything will work out. Um, and I sat down on a word. I was just allowed to come in by myself. My, my husband was allowed to, allowed to go in. I thought, wow, there's something there for sure. Let's capture this moment. And, you know, she came out of that surgery. Everything went how it should, etc. Um, but I've basically decided we're going to have the best week ever. Just mommy and daughter. She's going to recover and she's going to be on her way. Um, and for me, that was it. Basically, that was that moment that changed everything when something, something is in it. And it's not even from the point of view of how the secret describes it, but... Because I'm very rational, you see. My agency is all about results, ROI, etc. People come to us because, in essence, we make them more money. But I've discovered this other path where you have to vibrationally align. And the first question is, what is it that you want? And it's about working at working that out first and foremost. But secondly, just working at it every single day and aligning with your desires. And aligning to the point where you feel it in your heart, like it's already done. So, yeah. And how do you do that every day from a business point of view? Mm-hmm. So how does that look practically on a daily basis? How, how has that really helped you propel your business forward? Sure. So on a practical level, I go really, really deep. So even to the point when the clients come or prospects start talking to us, etc., we basically ask them, what is it that you want? And people give you an answer. Oh, it's just more money or I want to scale my business or um, I want to get more leads into my business so I can grow and sell. But I always go, what do you truly want? And when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, and I'll be honest, not many people actually open up when you first post that question. 
then you can find out what is behind that decision. So I want to feel safe or I want to have more freedom in my life or I want to provide for my kid like I've not been provided for myself. And this is when people give you true answer because even on the agency front, there's different elements in the business, but even on the agency front, we don't work with clients with causes that we don't believe in. And it's a brave statement, um, but it's one that makes you know, our lives, people that work for us, my life more meaningful. And I've realized again from my personal story, life is very fragile, like watching my daughter going through surgery, but also I lost my brother really unexpectedly again in COVID where he was fine and then he had a heart attack and he wasn't. He, he literally died on the spot. And I know life can, can, can shift really fast and we don't know if there is tomorrow. We don't have that guaranteed. We don't even know if the next five minutes is a guarantee. So why do we even worry about it? Might as well leave, lead our life to the fullest we can. I totally agree. Totally agree. And you, you spoke in our recent panel event about mind movies and visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the future is unpredictable, but, but how do we carve out that future that we want through these visualization techniques? Is that something that you practice regularly? And really yeah. how, and Victoria will come to you in a second as well, because I know that this is a huge part of what you do too. Um, how does that, yeah, how does that work for you? Yeah, so I do have my morning routine now. I didn't used to. I was very much, this is this morning routine, but I do have my morning routine. And it's very much where, because like for, for me, like I said before, like manifestation is really what is it that you want? What is your desire? And you align yourself to it every single day, right? So this is where I literally ask myself this question and I have my vision at the forefront of my mind. I meditate in my in my morning, I stretch, And this is how I start before the craziness of the household and everyone wakes up. Um, But it also like mind movie, right? So this could be something practical that the the listeners and especially those who haven't been on on our panel can take on and do it for themselves. So mind movie is, it's like a step up from your vision board, right? So everyone heard of a vision board where you place pictures of how is it you want your life to look like where mind movie takes it a step further because it puts those pictures, if you like, in, emo- in motion. So it's a movie that you can make. And on mine, I've basically put on my desires. And for me, travel, massive indicator of my freedom. So travel was a big part of it. Um, growing my business, providing for my daughter, retiring my husband, that sort of thing. And I kid you not, so I've made mine gosh, it was four and a half years ago, and almost all of them came true. Wow. <laughs> Which is just crazy. So it's time for another one <laughs> for me, guys. Um, but yeah, and, and, and basically, like, it, it added like my favorite, favorite track at the back to it, and it was very motivational. It was like speaking to my subconscious and conscious mind, and I would just watch it, you know, like those three, this three minutes movie every single day for about a year, year, year and a half. And and I forgot about it, right? But last year we went away and basically we had to change the holiday completely because Anya had, uh, my daughter had another surgery and we decided, oh, we can't really do fly and drive. So I said to my travel agent, right, just find me somewhere relaxing. I don't care where, I'm, where we go in, just somewhere where we can just be, you know? 
He's like, okay, got it. And basically, kid you not, looking out at the resort where he sent us, I suddenly realized everything was on that vision board, literally everything, down to the name of the resort. And I looked at it again. I looked at my mind movie. I was like, wow, this is actual hotel, the actual view I've put on. Wow. So That's incredible. Yeah. Love that. Um, Victoria, I know as well, uh, vision boards are a huge part of what you talk about as well um, in your work and cosmic shopping lists. Um, what does that look like for you? Do you do you go down the mind movie route or what, what is a vision board to you and, and how does that really help you manifest what you want? Yeah, so I have a physical vision board. So I've got so many vision boards. <laughs> so I've got a physical vision board and that's in my office and that's what I'll kind of look at when I'm doing my you know morning routine and I'll kind of just sit... And when I look at the vision board, it's about getting accessing the energy of what it of how you'll feel when all this comes to fruition. So when I'm looking at, for example, like a, a, a really you know lovely couple and they're on the beach holding hands, and if I'm manifesting a soulmate, I will look at that and kind of just tune into how it will feel when I've you know met that soulmate and we're going on you know trips together. And then I have it on my phone as well. So I've created it as a digital version. And the reason why I wanted to put it on my phone is just to really kind of throughout the day, obviously we're opening our phones all the time to access that energy throughout the day as well. Because it's like Alex said, it's 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 matching that vibration of what it is that you want to attract. So you want to be in that energy as if you've already got those things. They're, they're already on their way to you. Um, and then in terms of visualization, what I do will I'll sometimes just close my eyes and I will just kind of create a movie, like Alex said, but I'll create a movie in my mind of different scenarios, different situations of, of when my manifestations have come to fruition. And it's really about thinking about the different senses as well. I think this is sometimes because some people, our mind can take in information, it will filter information very differently. So whilst it could be easy for me to visualize for somebody else, they might not be able to create that image in their mind, but they can remember scents or their they can remember certain tastes or certain, you know, sounds. So when you look at different modalities like that, you can really tune into maybe it's a favorite song that can evoke some emotion or maybe it's a, a candle that that makes you, you know, brings you back to, to travel or being somewhere, you know, beautiful by the water. So it really is different using different senses. And I always say to people, if you struggle to visualize, a really good way is to write a diary entry and it's called scripting. And it's to write a diary entry as if your perfect life, you're, you're already living it. So you've had the perfect day, you know, with that really successful business or, you know, where you're, you know, career, um, you've got your soulmate, if that's what you want to manifest and you're in this beautiful house and you will write, you know, dear diary and thank you so much universe for delivering X and really start to describe your perfect day. And then when you read it back, allow yourself to lean into that energy as if it was already yours, as if you're reading this back, as if you've just written that diary entry a year from now and lean into that that energy of how it gets to feel. I love that. I love I love the idea of sort of leaning into your natural flow of energy. Um, but a couple of our listeners um, have been in touch to say that they struggle sometimes just with with sort of their mindset and and struggle to go with sort of a positive flow of energy if they're in a negative headspace would you have any advice around how to overcome that and how to sort of reset 
that mindset because I guess if you're already in quite a negative place, it's quite hard to visualize um, a sort of a more positive future. So how would you how would you advise our listeners to who are in that position and and have you, yeah, have you got any tips on how to sort of just reframe the mindset? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing to just really reiterate is it's so valid to not feel happy all the time. I think there's this kind of real toxic positivity sometimes online that we're we're made to feel like we can't have like a rainbow of emotions, but we're supposed to have, this is like the human experience, what we're meant to have, you know, negative and positive we went to experience the rain and the sunshine so first of all just really acknowledge that those feelings are valid and look at where the deeper root is so for example I had a, a client the other day that just said oh just life is just too much at the moment and whilst that was a really vague like statement I was like okay let's let's kind of work that down and what area of your life is is causing this this feeling or what areas And when you really go down, it could be career, it could be money, it could be, you know, health or, you know, whatever it may be. But by really knuckling down and seeing what that, where that area is, you're then able to find a solution. Because like Alex said, I'm very strategy focused as well. I I love blending the soul and strategy together. I always say we should put the action into the law of attraction. So it's about taking that finding the, the the pinpoint of what that might be and seeing what solutions we can, we can look for. And then it starts it starts to think about gratitude because if we look at our emotions on the emotional guidance scale if you like the, when you're in a low vibration you might be feeling depressed you might be suffering from grief or you know you might just feel really kind of despondent and lost now to get from that feeling right up the scale to joy you know happiness optimism that's good, that's quite challenging so i always say to people let's see how we can just move up that scale a little bit at a time. So it could be, first of all, acceptance. Acceptance for how you're feeling and just kind of, yep, yeah, that's how I'm going to feel. And I'm not going to wallow in it, but I'm going to embrace it for just a, for, for a moment. Then we're going to move up to gratitude. And I would say just even taking five minutes out of your day to just write maybe, I don't know, five to ten things that have gone right for you today or that you're grateful for you that that you're thankful for it could be anything from the fact that you had enough petrol in the car to get to work it could be that you know you've had the internet to be able to to run your business there are so many different I think sometimes when we think of gratitude it's that feeling of oh well I've got to say that I've got a roof over my head and you know that I've got food in the fridge and that's amazing but also think about those smaller moments that Oh, I'm grateful for the fact that I packed my earphones in my bag so I could listen to a podcast on the commute to work. It's those tiny little moments. And what happens is when you're in a state of gratitude, you're then able to to move out of that negative mindset. And then slowly you can start to increase your vibration by looking at things that bring you joy in every single day. So it could be do you know what, tonight I'm just going to turn off from the world, I'm going to have a really lovely bath and I'm just going to look after myself and have that little moment of magic just to myself, just to bring a bit more joy into life and and that's what I always say to clients, don't push yourself to jump into this 
false sense of of joy and positivity because it's not it's not real so I would rather people lean into their own emotions and then work up that scale if you like yeah I love that and I think the gratitude thing is so important someone said to me the other week actually um you should reframe sentences like I've got to go to work to I get to go to work like it's that whole positioning of we we're, we're fortunate to be in a position where we can go to work and it's just reframing your mindset to to actually appreciate the little things in life that we take for granted um so yeah, I really love that. Um, I, just add- I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna see if you had anything to add to that, Alex. I totally, totally agree with everything that you've said, Victoria. But from my own experience, when I was in the depths of grief, none of that would work for me because I didn't feel anything, right? So it doesn't matter if it was positive or negative. I was in this numbness land, and I thought to myself, I can't really exist. My business was literally at a standstill. It's, I didn't have any motivation to do anything. And when you are in that space, I had to find something that would basically move me. And for me, the answer was actually super simple. The answer was movement, physical movement. I got myself indoor bike. I'm not going to say the brand, but I got myself indoor bike and I would jump on it and literally pedal. So my heart rate would jump to 170. And once my heartbeat was that up, the tears will start falling, the anger will start falling. And yes, I agree, those emotions are not what we perceive as positive, but at least that was making me feel something. And from that place, I was able to just just move on, right? It was gradual, very gradual. But all I want to say to anyone who's listening, like our body is our vessel, and it's a huge power in there. And the power of feeling and how we literally touch the world, how we listen to the world, and it's, it's how our emotions get through to us as well. So, yeah, movement is huge, huge, huge. Yeah, I totally agree. Anyone that knows me knows I'm such an advocate of physical exercise. I think it, it can just completely change your mindset. You can go from being in a really bad mood to a really great mood. Those endorphins really work. Um, we've had another question through, um, which was more workplace related. Um, so one of our listeners says that their workplace isn't particularly supportive. Um and just they want to try and have a positive mindset, but they're in what seems like quite a toxic work environment. Um, they've asked for any advice on how to get your voice heard and really survive in um, a culture like that in the workplace. Alex, have you got any thoughts on that? Um, so the answer that's coming to me is to tell you to get out. Um, <laughs> if, if that's not practical for financial or whatever, is just to find little pockets where of your day where you can basically start and implement whatever it is that is coming to you. So if there's initiative, anything like that, is just just try it, right? But I'm gonna say it with a caveat of in this life we can only change ourselves and even that is really, really hard to ask. So if you are finding that you're almost like fighting a losing battle with all those people that are in a negative mindset all the time and moaning and complaining and you don't want to be that, then then honestly, I'll go back to my first advice, which is to, to get out as soon as, you can, as soon as you can. And Victoria, you obviously had a great career in the publishing world, um, but you manifested a different future for yourself. Um, how would you respond to that question? 
I have to say, and I know that it seems so simple to say get out, but I have worked in, because I've worked in a toxic environment before, what I would say to this this person who sent this question is if we understand that you can't just suddenly change jobs, but at least I would say, can we be proactive in terms of like updating the CV, looking on LinkedIn, making sure that, you know, that, that you're looking for other roles out there. And then whilst that's happening, because I know that when you're in a toxic environment and you work with toxic people, it will drain every, uh, it feels like it drains every part of you when you leave work and it's it's something that you always think about. So then what I would do is start to think about all the things that you just enjoy about the job and really start to focus on those. And then another part would be to, to kind of, I wouldn't say fight it with kindness, but I would think about the energy that I want to receive from people. So if it's recognition, if it's, you know, kind of just interesting projects that I'm doing, and I would see how I could put that energy out into the world. So sometimes when we're in an environment where we feel that people are, you know, being toxic towards us and, you know, not understanding, they're not listening to us, we can almost jump into a totally understandable defensive nature and we, we almost kind of it's, it's like when you you're with somebody and, and they're in a bad mood and you feel yourself mirroring that so what I would say is kind of go into the situation and think about the energy that you want you want to receive from people and put that out into the world I'm not saying you have to go to a certain person who's been toxic and you know embrace them and tell them how fantastic they are but you can do it to somebody else at least and see how that that circle of energy can can move around if does that make sense completely yeah I completely agree I think if you show up with the energy that you want to receive um that's that it's it's just a a cycle isn't it It, as you say if you turn up with a positive energy you know you're you're likely to get positive energy back so I think sometimes in those situations people don't realize how much the environment is rubbing off on them in a negative way so maybe they are showing up more negative than they realize just because of the environment and it becomes a vicious cycle so I completely agree that that for yourself to show up in the best possible way um Mm. can only achieve a better outcome yeah, massively. And just one tiny thing to add. When you go into a tough patch, uh, whatever the reason, it's really easy to slip into why is this happening to me, right? Where I invite you to adopt why is this happening for me, right? Because everything serves us. And there's a reason behind everything, even if we can't see it right at this moment. Like sometimes you look back and like, oh, I see why this happened. And then that happened and it led me to where I'm in now, you know? Yeah. It's like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. sort of mindset. Um, I'd like to talk a bit now about goal setting. Um, so Alex, at the panel, you talked to us about audacious goal setting. Um, we've had a few questions around that. So um, some of our listeners have asked, firstly, how do we set those audacious goals? What What is sort of the process uh, in putting those out there? And the second question would be um, to both of you, um, do either of you have any guidance on how our listeners can really drill down and identify what their values are um, and not limit the goals they set? Um, So Alex, I'll come to you first on just how we set those audacious goals to begin with. Sure. So the first thing you need to do is to ask yourself the question, what is it I want? And I know it's super simple, but it's not actually. So I want you to dig deep and even journal on it 
to the point where you have literally nothing else to give. And once you wrote it down, like give yourself five, five, 10 minutes, make a cup of tea, whatever, and then go back to your list and then filter it through the lenses of, am I setting those wants with the filter of fear of obligation or am I coming to them with the filter of love, flow, desire, right? So the positive emotions. Majority of our wants are actually driven by fear and obligation. And any one of those that made that list, I want you to cross them out. So only focus on them if they're coming from the place of love, you know? Um, and look at your list and then ask yourself, okay, how does that feel? And I promise you, you will most likely have amazing vibration in your body and be like, wow, I want to move in there and I want to let myself be and live that life. Um, I often challenge my clients, you know, in terms of in terms of the wants and the desires they set themselves because they, they give simple, simple, simple answer like, um, yeah, I just want a couple more clients. Uh, do you actually or do you want more? What does that mean to have two more clients in your business right now? Um, and you're not just going deeper, deeper and, and looking at it from the from the lenses of of love and positive emotion and what actually excites you and raises your vibration vibration. Um, so, yeah, like people sometimes say, I want a bigger house. Well, why do you want a bigger house? Is it because the Joneses across the road getting a bigger house? Is that why you want a bigger house? Or is there a different reason, you know? So it's really digging deep into what the actual purpose of that goal is. Yeah, exactly. But like, like also like just letting yourself flow with it, right? So um, I'll give you this example like really quickly. A um, few months after my brother passed away, I kept getting these visions and him coming to me in my dreams and saying, I need to basically teach and I need to connect with more people and... I just need to connect with people at the deep level. And I really dismissed it at first. But then this idea of running my own retreats really, really wasn't letting me go at all. And anyway, through, I think that was, gosh, I think that was the first or the second Christmas uh, after COVID. I'm, I'm, it's sort of like all a blur, I'm sure, for all of us. But we were not allowed to fly anywhere. And I thought, right, okay, maybe this is the time. So. I went online and I booked this retreat house and then the owner of the retreat house, she just said, okay, um, basically I've got a chef. Do you want a chef? I was like, yeah, I want a chef. Yeah. And then I suddenly met this shaman and she was like, oh, I would love to come and it kind of spiraled. And then I put it out there with like literally one post and I sold that within the first 24 hours. And that for me was just astounding example of how the manifestation works because it's been brewing in me for about two years before it came to fruition but it came to fruition in such a perfect way um but it wasn't even a goal in a way i would set the goals ordinarily it was more like let just let ourselves flow with it mm -hmm. and see where that leads yeah so almost like being a child like yeah so not putting too much pressure on yourself exactly. to have fixed goals Victoria, what would you say about goal setting? Um, have you got any advice on on really how to sit down and 
drill down into what, what, what your values are as a person and, and not be sort of limiting in the goals that you set? Yeah, I mean, I think we limit goals often because it, it comes down to a programming around self-worth and, and we think, well, you know, I, I have clients that say to me, well, I, I don't really, you know, can I have this? You know, is it possible to have this? Am I asking too much? And I will always, you know, really work with them on on their self-worth. But to, to look at, at people who have done what they want to do, you know, um, Lacey Phillips, who's a manifestation teacher, she often talks about the, the term expanders. And expanders are people that are doing what you want to do because you you need to be able to see it in the, the real world. Um, you know, often when you're struggling with self-worth, that's when you, you want to see that it's actually possible. And I remember just thinking I had such an issue for, for such a long time about being able to be successful and having a northern accent. And it's something that I've openly spoken about on my podcast and, and social media. And I had lived in London for for a while and I'd had some like just people taking the mickey basically about how I spoke. And it really cemented in me that I that because I had this Leeds accent that I wasn't going to be able to be successful and now I know it's complete rubbish (laughs) so what I did is I actively sought out women who were doing what I wanted to do who were from the north so I would look at people like Lucy Sheridan I would look at people like Sophie Cliff and people who were really successful in their own right but they were kind of expanders to me, but expanders in terms of people who I could resonate with. And, you know, if you want to do that, go onto Instagram and find people and, you know, look at different networking. And it's it's about opening your circle. So not just the people that you, you know, your close friends and family who you've grown up with. It's just about expanding that circle and being able to see what is possible for you. I think the self-worth point is so important. And I think often... In our industry and in media where we, we hear of a lot of people that suffer with imposter syndrome and feel like, you know, they are in an environment where everyone is better than them. And how do they live up to that? And I think it's really that self-belief is, is so important. Um, and in fact, that leads us on to one of the questions we got um, from somebody who's new to the industry um, and said that she's just feeling really overwhelmed by um, the amazing people that she's surrounded by and, and just feels like she wants to make the most of opportunities and thrive in this new environment. But um her sense of self-belief is limited and she's struggling um, with sort of imposter syndrome, I guess. So how would you advise that she sort of takes on new challenges and um, overcomes this feeling that the environment's a bit too overwhelming? So what I would say is, first of all, imposter syndrome is so natural. Like even I've been working in this this industry for, for like five years now and I've got a book and, you know, on paper it seemed like, oh God, I wonder if she really has any like imposter syndrome. I have it completely. But what I've done over the last few years is really lean into my superpowers. So I have taken, I made a note of the things that kind of set me apart, that are my superpowers. So it is that, that I'm from the north of England. It is that from a, I'm from a working class background. It is that I am mixing soul with strategy and, and making manifestation really easy and accessible. And it's about thinking, what are your superpowers? And then really looking at how you can embrace those and, and make those shine because while this reader, this um, sorry, this, this this audience member might think that everybody's amazing apart from her, there'll be somebody in her life looking at her, thinking, "Oh God, 
I wish I could do what she's doing because it's that perception of everybody else looking at everybody else. Does that make sense? It's kind of I wish people could see. I wish yeah. they could I think see and social media plays a huge them. part in that, doesn't it? Because everyone just puts the positive aspects of their life on their Instagram and stuff. So people see that and think, oh, their life's better than mine. And it's that constant comparison. Um, it's the world that we live in. But yeah, like you say, you have to find your own USP and 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 everyone you know everyone's individual and everyone's unique and we all bring something to the table so um no I think that's really interesting Alex I know that you had something you wanted to add to that as well yeah I just wanted to add um about being in your comfort zone and expanding your comfort zone okay because if that person only just started then that's already expansion of that person's comfort zone right and if they're looking around, it's like, oh, I need to do this, need to do that, need to do the other, then it's really quickly going into overwhelmed. So I always say, like, the only reason why we go into fear, why we go into overwhelm is because we go into the future. So focus on right here, right now, and just focus what you can do right in this moment. And over time, your comfort zone expands. There's, there's this hashtag I sometimes use, you leap and the net will appear. And whilst this is true, I also am a big fan of doing it at your own pace, of doing it in agreement with yourself. Because if you suddenly leap too high, then you know the net might be there, but it might be a way, a way down, right? So, um, so yeah, just do it at your own pace and you're doing great, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think it's about being kind to yourself, isn't it? Somebody mentioned on the panel, um, about excellence with empathy and I think that's such a nice way to phrase it because we are all striving for excellence but you've also got to be kind to yourself along the way so I think that's that's all great and um, we've come to the end of the podcast we've run out of time we've literally covered so much there I just want to say a huge thank you to you both you've been absolutely fantastic and it's been really fascinating to hear about both of your personal journeys Alex obviously you bring a very business focus with your the social way and you know the way that you've applied manifestation to your career and Victoria, you know, I love your approach of simplifying manifestation and, and really sort of making it accessible to the masses. So hopefully our listeners have got something from this. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Please do check out the episode description for links to Alex and Victoria's websites if you'd like to find out even more. Thank you very much for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. So if you're not already, please go to Bloom North, become a connection. Also, please get in touch if you've got any thoughts on topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Thanks again to our sponsors, Channel Factory, who ensure that your advertising appears in the most brand safe and brand suitable environments across all of your YouTube campaigns. Be sure to follow us on all your streaming platforms and we'll see you next time.